Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You've probably used Johnson's Glow Coat, so you know what a glossy surface it can give your kitchen linoleum. That's why I think that now you're going to like this remarkable self-polishing floor wax even more. Because there's a new glow in Glow Coat. A glow that makes your linoleum brighter, far brighter than before. And you get that new glow without doing any polishing or rubbing yourself. Glow Coat shines itself. As it dries, it produces its own brilliant luster. As it dries, it does something else. Johnson's Glow Coat forms a protective coat over your linoleum that resists dirt and spill things. When your linoleum does get a little spotted, it's easy to zip away dirt with a few strokes of a damp cloth. Yes, Glow Coat protects your linoleum, saves you work, as it always has. But in addition, Glow Coat has a new glow that makes your linoleum more lustrous, far brighter than before. So for brighter floors and prettier kitchens, use Johnson's self-polishing floor wax with the new glow, Glow Coat, G-L-O-C-O-A-T. When Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista misplaces something, all he has to do is ask his wife where it is. But when Mrs. McGee is looking for something, she's strictly on her own. Like right now, as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. All right, McGee, I give up. Where is it? Huh? Where's what? The little portable radio. You mean our little radio with the imitation red alligator plastic covering that the volume knob always comes off in your hand and you can't get anything on it except police calls, except when you're trying to get police calls? <laughs> that the one you mean? Well, considering it's the only portable radio we have, that was a very shrewd guess, dearie. Where did you put it? Put it right there on the hall table. When? Last May. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's when it was, all right, last May. I remember because that was the day I started to take the garden hose downtown to get a new nozzle, and I forgot to unscrew it from the hydrant, and halfway down the block it yanked me back on my, shall we say, hips. <laughs> so hard that a $2 bill in my wallet was changed into nickels. <laughs> then is when I remembered I'd left the portable radio on the hall table. <laughs> oh, sweetheart, sometimes you're harder to nail down than a tar paper roof in a high wind. <laughs> Where's the radio now? Down at the repair shop. Freddy's radio and video studio. Battery was dead. And it's been there since last May? Love boat, it ain't only been there since last May, but if that high binder that runs that joint don't quit picking pockets and go straight, it's gonna stay there till Fred Allen sings, I can't give you anything but love, baby, on Stop the Music. Well, I've always considered Freddie's radio and video studio very accommodating. Yeah? Yes. Well, I went in there once simply to buy a little package of phonograph needles, and the man was so pleasant I bought six reeds for an E-flat clarinet. And two Bobby Breen albums. Uh, what happened with you at the radio shop? <laughs> Nothing, except I won't be made a victim out of, that's all. I told that pirate to put in a new battery, and he did, and I says, how much? And he says, four bucks. 
And I says, I've never paid more than three bucks. And he says, things are tough all over. And I says, how would you like a poke in the nostrils? And one word led to another, and I told him to keep the radio till he started running his business honest. <laughs> Why didn't you simply have him put the old battery back in it and bring it home? I was on my way down to the Elks Club, and I didn't want to lug the radio all the way. <laughs> I was chairman of the PTA committee, and I was late for our meeting. The PTA committee of the Elks? Yep. Parent Teachers Association? No, no. Pool table activity. <laughs> I'm always chairman of that committee, because I'm the only guy in the lodge that can put a billiard ball in his mouth and say, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck woodchuck wood? That should qualify you for almost anything, including an intelligence test. (laughs) But uh, look, sweetheart. Hmm? I miss that little portable radio. For all I know, woman in white has turned gray. (laughs) And just plain Bill has had his face lifted. If the man has had our portable radio since last May, maybe he's learned his lesson. Shall we go talk to him? Oh, why not? I'd hate anybody to think I was stubborn or opinionated. I'm simply the type guy that he won't sit still for being made a chump out of. That's simply the type guy I'm... Get your hat and let's go. Fine, I'll put my face on and... Oh, dear. Come in. Well, I'll be an anthropoid's uncle. You know what that is. It's Latrivia. Hi, Latriv. Good day, Your Honor. Good day, Molly. Hello, McGee. I was just going by. I thought I'd stop and pass the time of day. I have 147. (laughs) I have 152. Well, uh, my watch says 814, but it isn't running. (laughs) Well, now that we've passed the time of day, LaTrib, how's everything else? Everything on an even keel at the city hall? Oh, yes, yes. Things are running very smoothly, thank you. Everyone has his... Everyone has his what, Mr. Mayor? I was about to say that everyone at the city hall has his shoulder to the wheel, but I caught myself in time. (laughs) I can imagine what you two would do with that. (laughs) Spoil sport. Hey, will it make any difference to you politically, Latrib, if the presidency goes Republican? <laughs> did you ever take a long ride on a bus? Yes, we did. Did they change drivers? Oh, several times. Did it make any difference in the ride? I don't know. I slept all the way. <laughs> well, there you are. Besides, my city organization is honest and well-managed. Well, you certainly have that reputation, Mr. Mayor. Since McGee found out he couldn't get a ticket fixed, he's hardly had the car out of the garage. Oh, my gosh, you'd think they'd be a little more lenient with war veterans. I'm a vet, you know, Latriv. G.I. World War I. The big war. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. My brother served in your outfit. Now, maybe you remember him. Waldo Latrivia? Haven't I heard you speak of Waldo Latrivia, McGee? Mm, Waldo, I can't seem to recall him now. What's he doing now, Latrivia? Well, he's one of the first National Guard. Oh, the National Guard, a fine body of men. From Concord Bridge to the Battle of Manila. He must be proud to serve with them. Yes, but Waldo is... They tell me they're going to double the membership, too, Latrivia. They got about 320,000, and they want about 684,000. Yes, but Waldo is... I think the National Guard is a wonderful thing for a young man, Mr. Mayor. They train at home, earn extra money, build character, and become leaders of their community. Yes, but Waldo is... How's he like it, Latrib? <laughs> is he happy with his setup? Yes, but Waldo is... Well, Waldo is what, Latrib? He <laughs> said he's a National Guard. Yes, Waldo is. Mm. A guard at the First National. <laughs> It's a bank. 
that clear? You remember him now, McGee, the guard at the First National? Oh, yeah, but his face is always just a blur to me. Why is my brother's face just a blur? Well, I always get there just after they close, and he always stands there behind the door and shakes his head at me. <laughs> Someday I'm going to get there on time and see what he looks like. I think he'd love it, McGee, if you could make it on a Thursday. Why, Mr. Mayor? That's his day off. sometimes wonder how a man who was so easily confused got so far in politics. Ah, don't be naive, Tootsie. Politicians only seem confused. Oh, yes? How far would they get if they come right out and said what they thought? What do you mean? Imagine a candidate on the back platform of a train at 6 a.m., half awake with his pants on over his pajamas, saying, look, you frog-faced inhabitants of this dirty little whistle stop. They tell me I need your votes. But if I had a better radio personality, you wouldn't catch me riding this cinder bucket through your sloppy community. <laughs> no, sir. For all the Indian headdresses west of Pocatello, they wouldn't find me. No, they ain't confused, Tootsie. We're confused. Come on, let's go. Billy Mills in the orchestra and the hair of gold. to get our little portable radio back, McGee. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. With cold weather coming, it'll be nice to have Gabriel Heater turned on again. Well, if this radio guy persists in asking four bucks for a three-dollar battery, we still won't get it back. And stay in that radio shop till it rocks. His prices are so high, Wimp, old man. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> We'd walk along with you, Wimp, but we're only going to Freddy's radio and video studio. Where are you bound? 
around the waist a little. Huh? These short <laughs> trunks and they bind something terrible. Oh, you mean where am I going? Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought while Sweetie Face was out on... Who, Wimp? Sweetie Face. That's my B-O-W. Oh, yes. I thought while Sweetie Face was out on her motorcycle, I'd tippy-toe downtown and shop for her Christmas present. Oh, your wife rides the motorcycle, Mr. Wimple? Yes. She bought it from a second-hand motorcycle dealer two weeks ago. Indian? No, a smiling Irishman. <laughs> I used to drive the motorcycle while Sweetie Face rode behind with her arms around me, but we had to change places because we had so many accidents. Are you uh, reckless? No. <laughs> I'm ticklish. <laughs> what are you getting your wife for Christmas, Wimp? Decided yet? Oh, yes. I've seen it in a shop window. A beautiful little shake-tailed cocker. A what, Mr. Wimple? A shake-tailed cocker. You mean a cocktail shaker? No, this is a little spaniel puppy that keeps wagging his tail. A shake-tailed cocker. <laughs> I'm going down and get him right now. So long, folks. <laughs> When I think how long we've been without our little portable radio, it just makes me sick, McGee. My goodness, you could have designed five new ones in that time. I'll say I could. Matter of fact, I had a job doing industrial designing once in a canning factory, designing tin cans. McGee, you never told me you used to design tin cans. I never told you about the two-tone tuna tin I designed for the Town Talk Tuna Company. You never did. (laughs) Well, Snooky, I will. I was the top tin can designer for the Town Talk Tuna Company, and I turned out tuna tins by the ton. You did? I had a type of tin in two tones a ton, that, that tan that was the talk of the tuna trade. But one tan turned two tones too tawny, so I had to tone down the tawny tan and tone up the other tan, so the tuna tin I turned out was the finest two-tone tan tuna tin in town. <laughs> I used tons of tan and tens of tons of tin in turning out the toniest two-tone tan, tan tuna tin they ever tuned tuna tin in. Kept me pretty busy turning out tins, and between the tons of tan and the tons of tin, the tan on the tin, the tune in the tin, the two-tone tins with the tan on ah, the tin, the two-tone tins. Oh, oh, hold it, McGee, hold it. Here comes Mr. Wilcox. Say hello for me, will you? I'm out of breath. All right. <laughs> hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Hi, pal. Hey, what are you breathing so hard for, pal? You've been running. No, I, I was telling Molly about the time I was a two-tone tan-tan tuna tin tuna turner out for the Town Talk Tuna Company. I take tons of tan and turn two tons of tin. You don't want to hear that again, do you, Molly? No, dear. <laughs> Not even if you could say it again. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh. <laughs> Freddy's radio and video studio, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, I know, Freddy. My cousin installed his plate glass windows when he built the place. Which cousin was that, Junior? That's the fat one, Big Bay Window Wilcox. <laughs> He's a uh, front man for the glass company. Uh, going to look at television sets, pal? Not yet, Mr. Wilcox. Not until they have smaller prices and bigger screens. And we won't buy it from Freddy anyhow, Junior. That guy's a burglar. You know what he tried to do to me? Charged me four bucks for a three-buck B battery. Freddy? Mm-hmm. Well, I've always found Freddy very pleasant to do business with. Fine salesman, too. You know, I went in there last week just to talk about glow coat, and he sold me six reeds for an E-flat clarinet and two Bobby Green albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
doesn't he, Dave? You know he told me the same thing. Oh, well, it was worth it to me. I sold him a year's supply of the new glow coat with the new glow. Oh, because being a progressive businessman and knowing the value of appearances, Freddie felt that the new glow coat with the new glow would give his shop a certain eye appeal. Eye appeal, Your Honor. Appeal overruled. Proceed with your case, Counselor. Thank you. As I say, the new glow and glow coat does so much to bring out the faded beauty. Worn linoleum and give it a hard, protective finish that's practically impervious to scuffs and scratches. The new glow coat is easy to apply, too. Just pour it around, spread it around in 20 minutes or less. It shines to a shinier finish than ever before. Look, because... look, uh, Waxy. Yes, pal? Were you on your way somewhere? We don't want to detain you. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I was just on my way to the police station. What? We haven't seen our minister for several days, and we're a little worried about him. Oh, that's too bad, Mr. Wilcox. To whom do you report a case like that? The Bureau of Missing Parsons. <laughs> That's uh, pretty corny, but it gets me out. Yeah. So long, uh... Old missing Parsons. <laughs> you know something? He might come out of there with Luella. Well, <laughs> here's Freddie's radio and video studio, Kitty O. Let's go in. You go ahead, dearie. I want to stop at the Bond Town a minute. I'll be with you in a minute. Now. Take your time, Kiddo. Freddie's a hard man to convince. Now, look here, Freddy, about that radio I left here last May. I... Hey, Freddy. Hi, mister. <laughs> oh, hi, Stevie. Where's Freddy? He's in the back room, mister, oh? and he doesn't want to be disturbed. The doctor's examining him. The doctor? My gosh, mm-hmm. he have an accident or something? <laughs> kind of one, I guess. Well, what happened? <laughs> well, he was playing a record for me, and I said, what record is that? And he mm-hmm. said, I don't know, I forgot to look at the label. And he tried to read it while the record was spinning. <laughs> and he turned his head around so fast he thinks maybe he broke his neck. <laughs> the doctor's out there unwinding him now. Well, I hope he didn't break his neck, sis. I was looking forward to doing that myself. Hey, what are you doing out of school this afternoon, anyhow? Oh, well, Willie Toops and I got let out early today on account of we got a hundred in spelling, I bet you. Oh, you did, eh? Yeah, we are. Hmm? I says you did, huh? Did what? Got let out early. Oh. You and Willie, too. Why? Because you got a hundred in spelling. I know it. <laughs> Willie got 60 and I got 40. <laughs> That's a hundred. Uh, no. No, says 50 and 50 is a... <laughs> well, you can do it with 60 and 40, I guess. What you doing down here, mister? What you doing? What I, left, you? I left a radio down here with, for a new B battery. You know what a B battery is, sis. No. No? No, I didn't even know they used batteries. Huh? I just thought they just flew around. <laughs> well, you're on the right track, sis, because in this shop, a B battery is, going to, is something you get stung with. <laughs> you know what Freddie wanted to charge me for a battery? Four bucks, and everybody knows they're not worth... O- oh, you got to go, sis? Yes. I gotta go home and get my goldfish down out of a tree. Your goldfish? How'd your goldfish get up in a tree? I can't eat them and jumped out the window. (laughs) The King's Men and Love Somebody. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. I love somebody, but I won't say who. 
the time you get through telling them your horrible symptoms, it takes me the rest of the day to convince them they'll live through the night. <laughs> by the way... Yes, Doctor? I had a very interesting conversation with the pin boys at the bowling alley about you last night. Oh, about McGee, Doctor? Yes, they can't understand how a man who is so loose with his lip can be so tight with his tips. Hey, now, wait a minute, tissue stitcher. Now, I'll... that isn't quite fair, Doctor. When McGee won the Elks tournament last year, I saw him tip one of the pin boys $3. You betcha. With my own eyes, I saw him. Certainly, $3. The serial numbers were A, now, 19768. <laughs> 69 and 70. Yes. And he was the clumsiest pin boy in the place, too. Yes, Every time McGee rolled the ball, I saw that boy kick over three or four pins. Well, I, I would love to stay and hear more about how the boy throws his money away, Molly, but I must run along. I've got to stop at the hospital for a little cutting chore and then make some house calls. My, you must do some wonderful operations, Dr. Gamble. Yeah, what's this one going to be like, Doc? Pretty tricky? Oh, no, it's nothing, really. I merely take a special instrument with a sharp cutting edge and make a series of sweeping lateral strokes parallel and contiguous to each other and sterilize the entire area. Wow. Then I apply hot gauze packs to the skin, and if there's any unusual bleeding, I cauterize the wounds. It's nothing. My gosh, that sounds pretty complicated to me, Doc. What do you call an operation like that? Shaving. Come on. <laughs> I wish he'd let me shave him sometime. I'd take his whiskers off so deep. Oh, there you are, Freddy. I want to talk to you, Freddy. Hello, McGee. Hello, Ms. McGee. Look, Freddy, remember that portable radio that you put the B battery in last May and tried to stab me four bucks when a fair price was three? Yes, I remember that. I left the new battery in it and put it in the back room till you decided to pay up. Yeah. But I need the space, so if you still want it, you can have it for the three dollars. Well, now, what could be more fair than that, dearie? Well, what did I tell you, Molly? Stand up for your principles and you'll win in the end. If you know you're right, keep fighting. Hand it here, Freddy. Here you are. Ah. The B battery's still in it. Okay, and here's your three bucks. Thanks. Ah. Turn it on, McGee. I want to hear how it sounds. I really miss that little portable radio. Okay. If I'd have had this thing during the World Series, I'd have... Hey, Freddy, nothing happens. I thought you put in a new B battery. I did, but that was six months ago. They go dead if you don't use them, you know. My goodness, I never thought of that. Well, me neither. Get me a new battery, Fred. All right. How much? Five dollars. <laughs> They've gone up. Well, that's fair enough. Put it in, Freddie. I'm no piker. Okay. And say, I just got a fresh batch of reeds for an E-flat clarinet. Huh? Oh. They're pretty hard to get, so you better believe oh. it. <laughs> back in just a minute. Say, when this program is over, take a quick look at your kitchen linoleum. See if it has the new glow, the new brighter glow you now get with Johnson's Glow Coat. For there is a new glow in Johnson's self-polishing wax glow coat. A glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. Makes it a pleasure to look at your linoleum. It sparkles so brightly. And that glossier surface is as easy to get as ever. You just apply Johnson's Glow Coat to your linoleum and your work is finished. Glow Coat does the rest. Produces its own brilliant luster as it dries. A luster that protects your linoleum and a luster that's easy to clean. You can zip dirt off that glossy glow coat surface with a few strokes of a damp cloth. Why not order glow coat tomorrow? That's the Johnson self-polishing floor wax with the new glow. G-L-O-C-O-A-T. You'll see what the new glow means when you see a brighter gloss on your own linoleum in your own kitchen. You know, 
Well, that Freddy's a swell guy when you get to know him, Molly. Yes, he's very nice. Quite a salesman, too. Yeah, sure, but I'm no sucker for a sales talk. Don't catch me. Don't catch him selling me a bunch of stuff I can't use, like he does some people. Good for you, dearie. Yes, sir. You seen my old mandolin, Molly? These clarinet reeds will make swell mandolin picks. <laughs> I've been needing a mandolin pick for a long McGee. time. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racing, Wisconsin, and Frankfurt, Canada, bring you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time, and Fred Waring on Monday and Wednesday morning. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago.